And welcome back to Answers for Elders Radio, everyone. We are here with a very special guest, a lady by the name of Kathy Knight, and she is the Division Director for the City of Seattle Aging and Disability Services. Is this is that right, Kathy? That is correct. We're I, a division within the Human Services Department. That's awesome. And you guys actually have... I just can't even believe all the resources that Seattle King County has for family caregivers. And we're all about caregivers for the month of March. And this, and you know, I said at the beginning of the program that it's St. Patrick's Day and we need some luck. Oh, and yeah. you know what? You are a good luck charm today, Kathy, <laughs> because really I am looking at, you know, so many things that if I were a caregiver, mm-hmm. still a caregiver, I would be on your website and I would be calling your number so many times during the course of a month. It would be crazy. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, you hear a little bit to talk about um, your services. So Mm -hmm. why don't you just give us an overview a little bit about what you do? Well, you mentioned, you know, we mentioned that I'm housed within the city of Seattle, but we do serve King County. And that's because Aging and Disability Services is also designated as an area agency on aging. That's a federal designation. Mm-hmm. comes out of the Older Americans Act, which was mm-hmm. passed in 1965. So area agencies, we call ourselves the other AAAs. We're AAAs. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and we've been around since the mid-'70s. So we are uh, responsible for planning for and contracting for services to support older adults throughout King County. Mm-hmm. So I, it's a little confusing for people when they hear I'm with the city because we, we're a partnership. It's the Seattle King County Area Agency on Aging. Well, and, and, you know, that's really important, too, because how many of us, you know, mom might live in Bellevue and I might live in Linwood mm-hmm. or something like that. So we don't live just, you know, next door to each other. So to be able to have some sort of a resource um, and you handle primarily um, seniors in greater King County then pretty yes. much. Yes. But the good thing to know is. Caregiver services are throughout the state of Washington. Oh. Through all of, we have 13 area agencies on aging in the state. They serve every county, and we all have family caregiver support services. And if you're even in another state, you know, we also have a national resource, an elder care locator that helps people find out, say, if they're in Ohio, and I want to know, gosh, my mom's in Bellingham, and what's available for her there? We right. even have a national network to help. We want to try to help people. It's it's a little difficult when you're in government services. You don't mm-hmm. have big marketing budgets, so people are always saying, I don't know where to go for information, but we're, um, we are out there, and I'm glad you found us because oh, yeah. we want more people to know about our services. Well, we absolutely are. You know, I, I am committed to finding whatever resources we can for families today. You know, with 10,000 people per day in this country turning 65, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of those that are turning 65 have 85, 90-year-old parents. Absolutely. And so we're not only dealing with a senior loved one that is, you know, at the end of their lives and certainly navigating senior care, but we got to start looking at ourselves, too. Exactly. Um, I was just having a conversation with Chuck, Olmstead right before and we were talking about you know our own living situations mm-hmm. and he's looking at doing a little bit of remodeling in his house and he's going you know with all these conversations going on in 
you know, answers for elders, I realize I got to do this now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this is it. It's it's starting to understand that there's kind of this. You know, I always say it's the two. It's the three prongs dual. You know, mm-hmm. it's aging is part of it, but part, the one prong is this. The second prong is the senior themselves mm-hmm. and their lifestyle, and then there's that caregiver. It's right. that family member mm-hmm. that um, is really, uh, you know on the front line taking Mm -hmm. care of a loved one. So Yeah, we're in a unique place in history with people living so much longer. We call it that longevity Mm -hmm. bonus that Mm -hmm. we didn't used to have. Absolutely. And now we have, what's interesting is we have people who qualify for our services who have parents who qualify for our services. So that's unique with the aging of the boomers, the baby boomers. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing, you know, like you said, more and more turning 65 every day. It's crazy. I I actually uh, found a graph not too long ago from the 2012 census Mm -hmm. that projecting the population um, in the year 2030, which is only like 14 years from now, Boomers are going to be forty percent of the population, or over fifty, or over sixty-five will Absolutely. be forty percent of the population. That's amazing, isn't? It? I heard that. <laughs> I heard that on the radio just today. It is. I think people, we've known this was coming, being in the business, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. I've known for a while this was coming, but now everybody else is starting to realize. Wait a minute, there's a lot of us older folks out there. You know, and you would think, and yet so many people, and you know, businesses are totally just in denial about it and and I and I see that a lot you know I I look at for opportunities obviously because I'm in the industry mm-hmm. and I'll say something to a, a, a business and say well we're not ready for something like this yet and it's like okay <laughs> okay <laughs> so you might want to get ready so Kathy before we go on why don't you give us a little bit about how do we access who sure. should access your service and and how do we get in control Uh, hold of you. Okay. So we work through, um, when we talk about area agencies on aging around the state, they have all different names. And that's one of the things that's confusing for people. They're Mm -hmm. like, I don't know where to go to look for information. Mm -hmm. So we worked really hard in the state to trademark, I guess, what we call community living connections. Mm -hmm. Even that is something that like, why would I go to community living connections? My mom needs some meals on wheels. But that is what we're trying to get people used to, to think about community living connections. However, if you want to call 211, you can get to us because we have a contract with the agency that provides 211 services. Oh, that's, that's general great. information. Mm-hmm. And if somebody calls and says they're looking for information on whether it's housing or meal meals or nutrition sites mm-hmm. or some some kind of transportation or caregiver services mm-hmm. then we can they can help out get the person directed and so i can give you we have a number that we and we have a great website for community living connections but folks can call 18443485 Great. And and we'll make sure that we repeat that number several times through the program mm-hmm. today, because I think it's important that we understand, um, you know, the resources out there. So, Kathy, if I'm a caregiver, let's mm-hmm. just say I'm I'm working a full time job. Mm-hmm. I'm average 20 hours a week. That's what they say in the care of a loved one. So right. there's there's 60 hours of my week taken up. And that's probably, um, it's probably a lot more than that. And somehow I have to juggle a family. Mm -hmm. Um, 
You know, I know stati- uh, national statistics are scary about caregivers. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the National Alliance on Caregiving, they say st- caregivers experience a 40% job loss, mm-hmm. and they are known to be two and a half more times likely to live in poverty mm-hmm. than non-caregivers. So fill me in, how can you help somebody like me if sure. I were that? Well, first of all, you, you there's a lot of things in that question that right. you made me think about. Um, one of the things is how many people even recognize themselves as caregivers? That's mm-hmm. that's something that we experience. Good point. And we um, we're on it. We have a campaign right now. I think there's a few bus ads that people might have seen uh, where we ask the question: um, Do you take your mom to the doctor on a regular basis? You're a caregiver because there's such a range there. And you're right. You describe people. We have that whole sandwich generation. I know that we talked about years ago where Mm -hmm. you're you're still working. You may be getting a little bit older, but you're still working. You have parents to worry about. You might have kids to worry about. They could be young or in college. So you have so many things to balance. And there's a lot of stress associated with that. One of the things we've tried to do through our caregiver services, because we've learned a lot through research that we've been involved with, is catching that person earlier in the journey of being a caregiver. So important. And helping them see that there are resources that can help them reduce that stress, helps them do what we know they want to do. They want to take care of their loved ones uh, if that person's living at home with them. There's just lots of ways that really small ways that can make a difference in a person's life. And so we just want to make sure that people understand there are some resources to help them. Mm -hmm. We are because we are a governmental entity. We do focus on people who are at the lower end of the income range, Mm -hmm. you know, we um, but we can always help identify resources out there for folks who can pay can Mm -hmm. pay for, you know, full services. Um, but yeah, the first thing we do is if somebody called and we got the sense that they were dealing with care, what we call caregiver issues, mm-hmm. then we have a whole process that we go through. Because another thing we learned years ago, we started in the state with a very small, what we called respite. So what do you think of when, when you hear the word respite? Rest. Rest, yes. It's like a break. It's like, um, I need a few hours off. I want to go have lunch with my friends. I need to go get my hair done. I Whatever it is, you know, and it could be a full day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started off with our family caregiver support program, and we thought, well, this is what people need. They need respite. So for a long time, that was really the service that was primarily mm-hmm. available when people I used would call to. us. I used to when I was a caregiver for my mom, and I used that in parentheses because she didn't. I didn't live with her. She was in assisted living, and mm-hmm. she was in, and the more care that she needed in you know, skilled care, Mm -hmm. the less that my involvement was necessary except for emotional support. But that's a huge piece of it. It is. And I know there was two things that I can say to you about that. Number one, I remember so often um, saying, if I could just go to lunch, if I could Mm -hmm. just go think. So one of the things that I... I'm say I talk about in my book is I say ask your friends for one thing. If your friends are saying, "What can I do to help you?" 
bring joy to my life. <laughs> That's what I say. You know, even if sometimes just pick up the phone to, you know, make me laugh, you know, bring levity to my life. You know, it's right. like, it's like that is such a big piece because it can be overwhelming. And you're talking about getting caregivers early part in their, in their understanding of that, set up that support network. Mm hmm. Exactly. So that's so important. So, Kathy, would you stay with us for another segment? Sure. I would love to have you. We are talking to Kathy Knight from Aging and Disability Service, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. 